In a startlingly ironic headline, journalist Anthony Phillips told us that exotic pet enthusiast Pam Weaver was tragically humped to death by her pet camel. The story, sadly, does not end there, as the camel was, in fact, bacterian. <laughs> Authorities are anticipating a second hump. Well, if you wanted honesty... <laughs> You have come to the wrong place. You've come with a camel. <laughs> this is the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. I'm Courtney. I just want to go yeah. on record. Uh, I don't think the camel should get put down. I know that's what it's a hot take, John. But I, I don't think that the, the camel should get put down. I feel like that's why it forced itself on its owner in the first place is that no one built it up when it was younger. Oh. So I mean, it's just all there's only so much slander it could endure <laughs> before it finally just lashed out. And I mean, also the poor thing isn't getting milked regularly. You know, it's gonna it's gonna be all backed up. It's gonna need to just just ooze out. Yeah, the frustration. Drives Everybody the knows. Gots to have humps with a camel. Is the Ben Shapiro of camels. <laughs> and he loves a desert, so I mean, basically, he is quite close. I think I understand Ben Shapiro a lot more intrinsically now. Uh, gross. Michael, you were saying before we were rolling, we, we podcast hushed you because you were saying that you were, you were going to wake up in the process of this recording because you're pretty relaxed right now because you were watching a movie. And mm -hmm. Courtney said, oh, you were watching a movie? Name five. So let's go ahead and continue where we left off, shall we? Name five. So the, the movie I was watching was called Arlo the Alligator Boy. It came out this year. Okay. Okay. Uh, and you said Dragonlance for your first film. You yes. Yes. I And I can even give you the year in a moment when I'm done thinking the other three. What year is it? Okay, okay we're not going to let this I'll last entire right episode. So you're gonna, <laughs> no, you're gonna I'm kidding. Either. Come on. Give me no, more. Give I'm me more movies. Right now. You're not typing, looking anything up. You're not cheating. Nope. nope. Don't Stop you cheat. Anyway. How can you okay, not fine. name five movies off the top of your head? I was looking up the year when Dragonlance, uh, Dragons of Autumn Twilight came out. Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> because you got me. You were yelling at me first. <laughs> hey, Michael, quick, quick question, though. What year did that come out? 2008. No one fucking cares. Man. <laughs> okay, fine. Name, if you want, name a couple. All right, Jaws. We got Jaws. Okay. We got uh, Requiem okay. for a Dream. We got Pie. You're doing because fan. both of those are my favorite pie? movies. Pie. Movie oh, like, pie. oh, I thought you. I thought you just forgot American Pie. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, the other um, kind. I actually can't no, remember uh, if I sat down and saw that all the way through. I think it's Senpai is what he's talking Notice about. Me, oh, Senpai. senpai. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I'm honestly surprised that you just didn't name like Star Wars Episode Four, Episode Five, Episode Six, Episode no, Seven, and then just I don't think that. I'm not. He didn't know there I were that think many. Normal, okay. <laughs> That's probably it's a fine yeah, point they, you make. Michael, they you... just came out with like Star Wars Eleven, right? That's uh, that's the one with Lando Clarissian, whatever Rissian. Oh my god, Lando Clarissian, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lando Kardashian. He's. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, Kanye's fifth kid, I think. <laughs> the one they took away from him. Um, I, I, I also podcast hushed myself last night because um, Courtney, uh, celebrating, came and visited me at work, and I said, "Don't let me forget to tell you this story." But I have the most traumatizing experience with a transient person that I have ever had. And it wasn't even like it wasn't like one of the stories that ends in. And then I called the cops, and she had already wrecked half the place. It's just one of these like 
characters that their image burns into your retinas and you can't get it out. Okay. Uh, the the one thing I should point out before you continue on that, though, is I feel like I should give credence to the fact, for those who are not familiar with why we do this to Michael, is it is kind of, a, it's an ex machina kind of moment for us, which is the, why, why are you asking me these questions? Because I'm curious what you'll choose. Oh, yeah. And uh, so it's I, Michael's rationale behind the things that occur to him synaptically and the same reason we did, you know, like the guilty pleasure music uh, playlist is, is because I'm fascinated by the things that happen in Michael's brain. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's it's important for us to clarify that just I'm I'm studying an android in action. But John, tell me all about the the crazy transient that ruined your life. I was literally three minutes into my shift because I looked down at the, <laughs> the tablet or at the register because I had the thought of, you have to be fucking kidding me. It can't be this soon into my shift that I have to experience this. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Um, so it's this woman and she has a she has a big purse that looks like a like a knockoff Michael Kors and it's just like there's overflowing tissue paper and plastic from whatever the fuck like whatever food or gum I don't fucking know um and she's rolling behind her like a roller suitcase and on top of the suitcase is another knockoff Michael Kors bag sandwiched in between plastic bags from various places that she's been or just collected trash and clothes uh so she rolls in she kind of looks like what i would imagine the uh to go to dune the reverend uh holy mother yeah you know, that paul meets in the beginning uh, she looks like mm -hmm. a benny uh gaius helen yeah, she looks like a benny jesseret witch is what i'm trying to say <laughs> um, okay all right i have a vivid picture hair, now yeah, her skin is was melting there off was there a giant fish person being wheeled behind her in like a back to tank as well or? pretty much um, okay all right and i i swear to you guys and if you're listening um i desperately am trying to be a better person and i don't like to assume things about people just because of how they roll in for all i know and it's happened before this person could end up spending money and be a bar patron and maybe be very odd but you know you know not a problem um but mm -hmm. then she opened her mouth and told me something and that's when it all went to shit for me because she had two teeth she had two teeth <laughs> And her mouth, uh, permanently stained with blood. There was blood in her mouth actively. Oh my god! Like, like a pool of blood in her mouth. Uh, you know, it's like kind of like. Um, <laughs> and she goes, she goes, "Hi, I'm gonna use your restroom, and then I'm gonna come back out and have a so." And I said, "Are you planning on spending money? Are you gonna sit down and have some drinks?" And she goes, do you know who I fucking am? <laughs> and I said, I... Mother Teresa risen from <laughs> the said, grave? Yeah. Of all my new nightmares? <laughs> no, I said... <laughs> I was like, I, sh I sure don't. She goes, huh, are you the manager here? <laughs> and I sure just been like, absolutely I am. <laughs> but I didn't. I ended up giving her my manager's card or the GM's card. And she's like, just do you want to know how you came off? And I was like, I mean, I guess I have. I, I, I was like... Well, I guess I have I have a couple seconds. Yeah. What 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 did it sound like? She goes, It sounded to me that what you said was, Hi, if you're not gonna spend money at this bar, then you can fuck yourself. 
And I was like, well, I never said for you to fuck yourself, but you basically got the gist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what else do you go to a bar for? I go, to I go use you the literally bathroom, just duh. described our GM's policy to me. I was like, so uh-huh. I'd be more than happy. Like, his number's on the card. She goes, your name? And I was like, here you go. Not just You're first like, name. I'm not giving her my Sheldon. last name. Oh, I, I thought you said, here you and, go. Uh, and she name. starts trying to, you know, she keeps asking me questions. I'm trying to respond to her, and she keeps cutting me off. And I was like, ma'am, you know, if you want the answer to the questions that you're asking, it probably would behoove you to let me speak. You know, it might mm-hmm. might help if I could respond to your questions if you want the answer. Radical uh, notion here. I understand. And then I finished up with, also, I'm not really going to argue with you here. I'm just going to ask you to leave. And she, <laughs> goes, she goes, oh, so you, you call the cops? And I was like, I... I have their number available to me right this very second. I was like, I'd be more than happy to call the cops. What would you like to do? And then she left. But the <laughs> image the image of her, like, just, I, I don't know. It chilled me to the bone. It's like when fucking, when, when all of the individual children in It see Pennywise for the first time. Um, and it's the manifestation of their fears. Her face and her two teeth and her blood-filled mouth was the... <laughs> actual manifestation of my fears are you sure she was actually there like was that I'm a real not. person That's were the you the only thing. person who saw her no i had some bar or two people near the bar because it was pretty slow and they're like thanks for the entertainment and i was like i was like i pleased to aim thanks yeah because you were standing there talking to yourself and they were like oh my god like, <laughs> this is almost a better theory than the people that watched me through my uh, studio window <laughs> Uh, I disagree. (laughs) I'm far more entertained by the people that just stalk you from the street. Well, I hope you enjoy the constant crying. (laughs) Now, you're saying she only had a pair of She only had two two fizz. (laughs) Now, are you sure that she has not been working part-time as a field goal somewhere? no fucking idea, Shane. (laughs) Well, it was all she wanted for Christmas, and it was all she got. (laughs) Understandable. So you didn't like her teeth? No, they were just... do you like do you like teeth in general, John? <laughs> sure. I mean in, in and out. Do you like teeth? Name five. <laughs> Molar cane. <laughs> wisdom. Wisdom. Ew. There's multiple the, wisdoms. The, the, the wisdoms front teeth. one, two, yeah. three, and four. Uh, <laughs> hey, crazy girl on Instagram that I follow who's a dentist but also sucks. Can you tell me? <laughs> Are are there sex workers that uh, <laughs> give oral in multiple capacities? I still, I still care. Can't believe that we got through the pandemic without starting Becky's OnlyFans, where she diagnoses my big dumb balls every episode. We, we were talking about that, that last night over drinks. It was so funny. Oh, you hurt your knees? Probably because your big dumb balls are too full. <laughs> <laughs> that has been my abiding belief from the entirety of my life. I think since age seven, I was like, you know what? I'm feeling a little lightheaded. It could be because my big dumb balls are too full. Anybody want to help out? I, I leaned to my coworker over this festival weekend that we had, and I was like, do you ever think that you're just too horny of a human being to work in the environment that we do? Because I, just so many attractive people roll through that bar. I'm like, my dick is about to shoot off my body. You are just too I mean, some of them here. literally roll I, into Some there. of them literally roll, Yes. Yeah, yeah, with a cart and several oh, bags you know, and two teeth. Holy fuck! It wasn't the Benny Jesseret witch. It was <laughs> the, the fucking. Fuck? It was the uh, the gypsy gal from fucking Drag Me to Hell. That's what this bitch fucking looked like. She. Oh shit! <laughs> I thought I haven't seen that movie, by the way. What? 
Yeah, huh? for for real, have not you? Dang. I can authentically vouch. I think you will love it, and I will let you borrow it. I mean, I've lived it. <laughs> yeah, we've all we've all played shows with Sam. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. yeah, I've been dragged to hell on many occasions. Anyway, it's off done. I'm I'm, I'm going to loan you that movie because uh, I think I think you'll okay. have a lot of fun. With I'm it. intrigued. I am so ready. Uh, or you know, or we could traumatize Courtney and we could all watch together. Oh my god. I feel like that is, if we're ever going to expand our content uh, portfolio, that would be one of just like, you know, the desensitized males <laughs> who love horror films and the woman who's just terrified at everything. Watch the worst but, things imaginable occur. But the occur. that show would, would annoy the ever-living piss out of you because what it would require is that there'd be three or four hot mics in front of us and we would be talking while the movie was on. <laughs> There's no such thing. <laughs> There's only one hot mic. <laughs> and he's not here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's magical. Triple X. As my mom would say, uh, I, it's so weird. I can't even say it. Right? She, she always says Tatum Channing. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> also, you will appreciate this. Here's a glorious bit of Sherry Americano, which I love because she brings it up every time we're in a room together. She cannot distinguish between Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. I mean, who can? <laughs> she she cannot there is nothing that you can tell her that will help to make the one differentiated from the other when i am just i'm fascinated by this because it's like pacino is kind of a caricature of himself and de niro has managed to age into being a caricature of himself <laughs> it took a long time for him to get there compared to you know pacino was there in the 80s and just has been at 11 ever since but uh, yeah, she she just cannot. She'll start naming films that uh, you know either one of them are in, and then just transpose them. And if you get to like The Godfather or Heat, she's just she's completely lost. Yeah, oh, just, no. she'll <laughs> never recover. I still need to watch Casino, and I still need to watch Heat. You've never seen Heat? Nope. I'm I'm as disgusted with you as you were with me for not seeing Drag Me to Hell. Looks like we both have uh, assignments. Yes, indeed. I'm almost done with my, uh, and then I'm. And then I'm done with my pop culture vomit. Um, I'm almost done with my uh, my filmography watch of Kevin Smith. Ooh, so Ooh. how was uh, how's the end of Jersey Girl? Uh, it was kind of by the numbers. It wasn't my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, I don't it's think not I, I don't great. think I'll rewatch it. Yeah, I mean, um, it's it's good for a, you know, it's a single serving kind of film. It made me appreciate the people that like that's the only kind of movie that they enjoy in a weird way because it was like watching it like I, i'm not i'm probably never gonna re-watch it but while i was watching it i didn't have bad feelings mm. of it you know i was just it was, it was a nice like i knew everything that was gonna happen i basically knew when it was gonna happen and there's some there's comfort in like watching something predictable outside of you know the usual which is me watching people do eyelid surgery to themselves you know <laughs> it's kind of the vanilla soy milk of kevin smith films yeah. It's not say, offending anybody. It's good if it's, you know, hidden with other flavors. It kind yeah. of buoys other things, but it's it's not intended to be taken on its own. So where I am, and also Michael and Courtney are just like, huh? <laughs> Is that any different than usual? Yeah. I was going to say, uh, yeah, this is episode 94. <laughs> so I, I am officially at the only one in the list that he did not write as well. Um, so I am on the infamous cop-out uh, with Tracy Morgan and Bruce Willis, which... It is whatever. It's the same. I feel the same way about buddy cop movies that I do is like the Jersey girl kind of thing. They're very predictable. Um, it's fun though. I think Kevin Smith so far in my rewatch of all of his movies really hit his stride on clerks too. Yeah. 
I, I think he became a good deal more self-assured and just realized that much like I have these days that I'm, I have a pocket and here's my comfort zone and this is what I do. And listen, I'm just going to play a, a CGD progression with an occasional A and an F. And uh, if you want more than that, I might be able to manage a B from time to time. But beyond that, uh, it's it's cowboy chords from here on out. Like I'm I'm comfortable with that. The Clerks Two was kind of Kevin Smith realizing that yeah yeah three chord songs are are pretty good for me. I don't need to write you know Bohemian Rhapsody in order to feel accomplished. Right. Um. There's also a lot of jokes, obviously, throughout all of his early stuff and maybe his present stuff that don't really work after they're released like with more time like the the jokes are just a little harsh but i like kevin smith as a person i was talking to becky about it. like there there's some bits in clerks too that you would never see written into a movie nowadays as far mm-hmm. as comedic bits because of how ass to mouth uh well, you can't taste racism that yeah 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 that's the scene i'm talking about okay i don't want to get too far in um, too late <laughs> but you look at who Kevin Smith is as a whole and you see him as a person, like if you followed him in any way, shape or form, and you know that he's not that guy and mm-hmm. he stands by his films. He's like, oh, yeah, those eh, jokes probably don't work anymore. But fuck it. You know, the movie came out and it, it was its time and place kind of thing. Mm. So I don't know. Clerks, Clerks 2 is worth a gander if you haven't seen it. Michael, you'd probably I, actually all of us in this room should see Clerks 1 and 2, because if you've done any service industry in any way, shape or form, it is, as the children say, chef's kiss. Uh, what? <laughs> How does it compare to the other like kind of service industry movie, uh, Waiting? If you ever, uh, uh, Waiting uh, is kind of the inspired. Diet Coke Clerks. Uh, it, okay. it it specifically says it's it's intended to try to be like Clerks. Oh, so, I had no idea. I, I I did not. I was not aware of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they wanted to have Clerks in a restaurant. Is kind of the the general pitch for. Oh, that, okay. So. Then well, I would really enjoy. A really it. exaggerated noise at that. Do you not I like? I did not like that movie at all. Okay. Why? It's if, it's if a I... very like juvenile man film. Yes. Exactly. Okay. I think That's what they fair. call it is either late night comedies or stoner comedies or both. It's like what comes on at co- or back in back in the fucking day. Um, I mean, oh, there's there's a long running joke in that film about like having public piss syndrome. I mean, yeah. it's it's not a a movie that's really intended for f- female audiences. It well, I think that my struggle with it, so I saw that movie probably the first time a year or two ago, oh, and yeah. I started my career in professional kitchens at the age of 15 as a only girl working with grown ass men who sexually harassed me regularly. Uh. And watching that stuff just like being characterized and being made funny when it's like real shit that happens in restaurants constantly was mm. triggering for me personally. So I think that helps with my bias. But like there were some funny bits, but overall I'm just like, it's it's overplayed. Like anybody who's worked in the service industry is like, yeah, that's that's pretty spot on. Yeah. Yeah. You you nailed it. Boring. There's always one. Next. <laughs> I mean, we do have to watch people pick things out of pubic hair at the end of that film and yeah, I haven't seen it in a minute, but I probably guess that it was dated. That it's it's super dated now. Oh, yeah, what yeah. what year did it come out, Michael? Don't I'm <laughs> fucking with you. <laughs> like, don't test me. I will look it up. I saw your eyebrows lift up like you were <laughs> immediately. Interested. Hey, Michael, you like stoner comedies? <laughs> yeah, apparently so. Yeah, name five. <laughs> you old fucking junkie. Um, most of the Kevin Smith's movies. I mean, you got to name them individually if you're uh, gonna play Clerks that game. One, two. He went up to like five, right? Nope. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's let like it, Star let, Wars. Let but him different. lead the rest yeah. of his life believing <laughs> Clerks that episode five. five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Revenge of the Late Shift. <laughs> I 
accept it. <laughs> I just, I'm waiting. I got all day. Were you trying? I thought you were going to do the usual. I, I oh, no. no, I want him to actually name five. Oh, oh um, okay. I'm not getting any younger, as evidenced uh, by the fact. I'll give pineapple, you a moment. Pineapple Express. That's so. not a Kevin Smith movie. No, I thought, oh, you, I thought you were asking me to. Yeah, I, I was just movie. teasing. I'm making uh, him feel uncomfortable. <laughs> You're fine, Michael. You don't have to. He, wait, would Days and Confused count Pineapp- as one? Yeah, Pineapple. Sure. Days and Confused. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. Um. Harold and Kumar. Yep. I I would say it, it would it feels like a all sitcom. movies by the way. I don't think Shane has seen, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you would be correct. There. Uh, well, I can't really speak for the. I can speak for the Harold and Kumar. It's, eh, it's it was interesting when I saw it when I was got nice tubes in it. Yeah. I see those people when they come into the library. I have to deal with them enough. I don't need to watch a two-hour <laughs> fictionalized film of their fantastical adventures out into reality. But, uh, you know, speaking of my not getting any younger, I finally reached a point last night where I almost got to the breaking point where I'm like, I can't play video games anymore. Oh, no. Are you playing Sekiro uh, again? Tell. Well, no, I've quit Sekiro. I, I completely just <laughs> backed off where I'm like, I'm done. It's not going to... Uh, I was doing so. I got Injustice because it's it's very okay. cheap, and I have not uh, played it yet. And as a DC aficionado, I'm like, this is fun. Like, how do I not do, uh, you know, the uh, Mortal yeah. Kombat with you know DC characters? I'm I'm all about this, and so I'm playing it, and I'm having a really great time. And then the challenging bits begin. And I'm playing through the uh, one. I started the game and not realizing there's a tutorial that will go through once the full game is booted. So I'm trying to learn the dynamics of the game, just button mashing initially of like, and then, oh, well, they have movesets in the pause menu. Okay, cool. That helps. And I'm playing around with things, but I'm still just like getting my ass handed to me. And so I'm like, I guess I got to start on easy now. This is where I'm at. This is just the place I'm at in my life where I get to do this. So finally, I get the whole game booted. I go through the tutorial. I'm like, oh, well, this helps a lot. And then as I'm going through the tutorials, they're showing you how to do combos. And I even in the tutorial setting where everything is safe, I cannot hit the sequence of buttons fast enough to trigger the combos. Yeah, I'm just not capable. And I'm like, I've reached the point where my reflexes and my hands have just been brutalized by years of self abuse. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just not going to be able to do this any longer. And I finally walked into Melissa's like, I'm it. I'm the old guy who's like, ah, I don't like video games anymore. <laughs> I, if, if I have to do anything more than Tetris, it just I don't have the dexterity any longer to make this happen. Well, sad day. Yeah, it's it's really, and I mean, I'll get back on the horse, and I'll I'll keep you know just being trash at video games, but still, I'm it's a it's a very difficult hill to start going over, my friends. I would say and, that you uh, just, prepare for it. I would say that the main thing that you proved isn't isn't that you're old; it's that you just don't like f- or can't do fighting games. <laughs> you, <laughs> you just know? can't you be just competitive can't in anything. Yeah, just can't get good. But, yeah, I can't get good. That, I gotta tell you, is one of the most frustrating things to see for anybody who's like, you know, you, you're looking for sympathy for from software stuff, and they're like, why don't you just <laughs> oh, get good? good. <laughs> like, why don't you get a job, you lazy fuck? <laughs> I realize you have 18 hours a day to spend in your mom's basement just, you know, pissing out Mountain Dew into a bucket in front of you while you're sitting there just ratcheting away at Sekiro. I don't have the time. It's all well and fine that you played bloodborne in its entirety only using the spoon but have you ever tried pussy <laughs> shit's addictive wait son. using that to beat bloodborne i i don't get it 
I mean, basically, I feel like there's segments of that game that they do use there's it in order hyper, to win things. It's, it's, yeah, it's Lovecraftian. There's. Uh, I mean, the pig, the, the pig fisting alone is enough to to really ruin your sex oh, life for a couple days. Imagine that a pig with tits. Oh. Uh huh. Indeed, <laughs> Melissa made the unfortunate error of walking through the room at one point when I was in the midst of stopping <laughs> one of the hogs, and I she was just like. <laughs> slow slow head shake <laughs> and then just walked into the other room i was like it's a wonder that she's with me i really just don't understand do you know what makes pigs taste so great though semen msg <laughs> that was the worst segue I've ever I know. heard in my life. It's I'm I'm given half credit. That's I that's tried. actually a decent uh, oh john so weak so we i want to know do we think that i'm worse at video games or shane is worse at video games i've never seen you play that's because you don't fuck around because <laughs> <laughs> like i couldn't get past the first five minutes of skyrim because i fell off the spiral staircase into the fire okay um, shane skyrim is a uh a video game made by Bethesda <laughs> in about 1988 and they've oh man i was too old times since Okay. Um, did they have the the dra- their dragons in yes, it? Yes, it's actually a Game of Thrones spinoff. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 All right. So, George, do they our, our, have our, like a, a runway that they walk up and down and show off the uh, the new fall fashions? Or you're nailing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Who I'm wants down. to be Skyrim's next top dragon? <laughs> I thought Skyrim was what I gave to that one girl the, the one time when she showed up drunk and just, you know, insisted. Skyrim is actually when you get your butthole ate on an airplane. Yeah. It's, oh, it's I, I, like I thought it, I thought it was the level. inverted standing 69 is what I thought the Skyrim was. <laughs> Bring me the Betty Jesuit witch. We're going in an airplane. What's in the box? Pain. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I will not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the small death that brings the great death. I did. I will face my fear. I will let the fear pass through me, and when it is gone, only I. <laughs> you done with Dune yet, John? Or uh... yeah, I finished it. <laughs> you know what would taste really great on a sandworm? <laughs> MSG. <laughs> MSG. Oh God. Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Home Baby. of the New York Knickerbockers. What even is this podcast? What even is this podcast? I've wanted to know that for years. Tell In case why. you <laughs> ain't nothing but a mistake. For those who are blissfully ignorant and walking into this like a babe in the woods or Michael in a men's room. Huh? What we <laughs> What year is it? Where, Where am I? Now? Did they Why allow is us the all... toilet on the wall? Why do we all use the same one? <laughs> it's a lady breastfeeding in this one. <laughs> mommy, we... come pick me up. I'm scared. <laughs> oh, I'm picking up mommy. Ooh. Ooh hey, honey. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so what we usually do on this disgusting little podcast is we'll delve into a random esoteric topic, tasty though it may be. And in the course of explaining it to one another, we will leaven in the occasional lie just to keep things interesting. That is the shtick. That is the premise. And it is incumbent upon the co-hosts who are on the outside looking in to try to ferret out the lies, sort the fact from fiction. And therein 
If it is feathered fiction, it's even more intriguing. But uh, today's episode is going to be sweet, spicy, savory, and a little bit illegal, possibly harmful for you. Brought to you by... <laughs> no ads today. No ads? No mads. No mads. No mads. No Actually, I was hoping that you would help me get on my camel. It fucked a woman to death last week. I don't understand. <laughs> 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 anyway so, uh... Joe Camel <laughs> Can't control those urges It's our new serial killer <laughs> Go for it Courtney just... <laughs> Come on okay. Pony up all right, You can do it You know what's so funny I don't usually get nervous at all Before we like record or before I present anything But today for some reason I finished writing this Five minutes before I left To come over to John's to record because I think it's a topic that I am so passionate about that I can't put it on paper because it stresses me out. So this is going to, if this is the equivalent of like a Michael Science episode, like I'm really sorry and we can just delete this. Well, I um, doubt that will ever happen. Courtney, if it makes you feel better, um, I'm I'm sitting here in, in the all together and I just spilled some aha down the front of myself. So I, <laughs> I have very I sticky thighs right now. <laughs> Ooh, so if that doesn't put you at ease, I don't know what will. You know, sticky. that's all I needed thighs. to hear. Here, let's go. Okay. If your shirt was white, yeah, I'd, I'd be, be better. more sold. I mean, I can show you my nipples if you're really that inclined. <laughs> he can go deeper now if you ask. Now this is the after dark. <laughs> oh. Ooh wee! But uh, yeah, no, I finished this about thirty minutes ago ish, and I I really enjoyed researching this topic. I felt like I was in school again. Um, I actually I went to school for four years for culinary arts, so this very much falls into my realm of knowledge, which is why I got overexcited. And I also really love things that most people find controversial. And then being like, actually, you're wrong, and here's 42 reasons why I like to be incendiary like that. Okay, well, I'm against incest. Oh. Prove me wrong. And I'm on the other side. <laughs> Name five. Incest? More like wincest. Oh, no. <laughs> Hashtag winning. It's the only fanfics I write. We know. But Roll Tide. One of the things I like to do in my free time is I actually read food anthropology books because I huh. am a nerd. Um, and one of the ones I've been reading recently is actually the Oxford Handbook of Food History and Anthropology. And it's fantastic if you want to mm. read some journals about For the history. Epicurean soul amongst you. Exactly. Yes. It's really great. Um, and I realized, too, that this episode is going to continue to perpetuate this idea that I'm a Japanophile. Um, <laughs> is that the yeah, nothing wrong with that? Which is, I think it's just part of my personality in the sense of like anywhere that we've traveled becomes my new obsession, and I have to learn and embrace as much as I can about that culture, that cuisine, because it's just really interesting. So if you'd caught me right after Denmark or right after Lebanon, like that's what we'd be talking about. But most recently, Japan, so that's what you're getting. Motto: sodium glutamate. <laughs> Exactly. Well, and you know, interestingly enough, we're actually going to focus a lot more on China than we are Japan, but we'll get to that. I want a refund. (laughs) Are you afraid of China, John? Aren't we all? Oh. I mean, he's afraid of Winnie the Pooh. Well, trigger warning: we're going to talk about China. So, anyways, I have (laughs) (laughs) I have seven lies today for you guys. Seven in a row. I think I counted them. 
Sort of. So we're just gonna want another topic in a half an hour anyway. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. It's it's fine. Um, and I the other thing that I did with this because I'm just gonna keep explaining it is mm-hmm. it is tangential to KFC because as Shade mentioned, mm-hmm. we do know for a fact that KFC uses MSG in their chicken breading. And they're not alone in that. I pulled up a couple different fast food restaurant um, nutrition facts today. And nearly all of the big guys who have recently put out chicken sandwiches for the chicken sandwich wars that's happening. All of them. MSG. Across the board. Is there enough material for you to do a future episode on the chicken sandwich wars? Absolutely. (gasps) Yes. I could do that right now off the top of my head. Uh, Can you do four episodes? I don't want to do four episodes. A I new just, hope. That's too many. <laughs> now, the KFC Chicken Wars and the Popeye's Chicken Wars, they are happening <laughs> concurrently. So there will be a part one on KFC and a part two Ooh. on Popeye's. Uh, I just want to get to episode six, Return of the Shits. <laughs> they never left. <laughs> I don't understand people who say that when they like eat fast food and that like causes them like bowel disruption because I'm like, are you really that weak? So weak. Jesus. So weak. <laughs> Listen, my my body, much like your body, has actively tried to destroy itself from the moment it popped into existence. So I'm uh, yes, I, I get diarrhea just from like a a, a bad conversation. Shane Shane is so at delicate. such a point now where like he gets concerned when he has a normal bowel movement yes like, this show like, wrecks me for at least a week after no. we record every time i just so started having solid shit week. this morning yeah pretty much <laughs> he gets to see the eye of the storm once per week <laughs> <laughs> it's the buckeye of the storm unfortunately oh, but, no. uh... on the note of health though because i think i did mention it on the show last week i got mm-hmm. my biopsy results back and i don't have cancer so that's congratulations cool. i'm yeah. glad I made it, that is awesome. and I have one more year left to live, so I'm pretty stoked on that. Yes, 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 yes. So, once, anyways, once till one more till 27. That's right. She'll get that joke when she listens back, and she'll be angry at me. But <laughs> what was the joke? <laughs> no, it's it's gonna be in the uh, editing. You'll get to hear it on the second pass. Michael got it, and I got the eyebrow raise. So that's <laughs> par for the course for Shane. Oh, great. So MSG <laughs> is, <laughs> um. As Shane said, monosodium glutamate is the chemical compound name for this. Uh, wow. Brand the king of flavor. flavor. Great. Yeah. So it <laughs> it's commonly found in a crystallized form. Um, it was originally discovered in Ulsan, South Korea um, by a scientist named Kim Namjoon. Um, around that same time, however, there was a scientist in Japan who was really fascinated with Uh, dashi which is a stock made from a specific type of seaweed Um, sometimes they'll use kelp as well Um, but it has this like really deep like delicious flavor that like you crave like you if you have a bowl of ramen like that's going to be at the base of it if you have any kind of like sauce it's going to be in that kind of family of flavors like that depth comes from the seaweed so he was just like obsessed with figuring out like what is it about the seaweed that gives it this flavor um, so his name was Kikune Kikoman, and he ended up actually isolating that compound and turn it into a crystallized product. And then later made soy sauce. Yeah, I was going to say, is is that of <laughs> Kikoman fame? Yeah. No, it was that bullshit? Yeah, was that his actual name? That's not his name. 
Good Ma- job, Michael and I you're have listening. been around the I'm occasional so- <laughs> food source here, obviously. Yeah, I was like, oh, Kinka Man. You're going to get everything that's that's that's, that's, uh, that's good soy. You usually do. <laughs> uh, but his name actually was Kikune, and he um, basically, once he realized that he could isolate the monosodium glutamate in the kelp and crystallize it, he was like, I'm going to sell the shit out of this. Like, this is this is what we're doing. And so the way that he did that is he actually took um, vegetables and fermented them and then broke them down to extract the monosodium glutamate, MSG. And it became a household product in Japan because what they realized they could do is they could take really nutritious but, like, less favorable foods and, like, zhuzh them up with, like, a tiny bit of MSG and, like, bam, like, delicious, we can eat this. And it actually really helped, um, especially in, like, poor communities because it was a cheap product to get and you could put it on it was delicious. And so roofing tile, you can just slap yeah. a little MSG on and it's uh, palatable. There's the- a scene in fucking uh, Workaholics where someone loses a bet, so they go up and they punch a little bit of the ceiling tile off and they're putting like soy sauce on <laughs> and eating. They have to eat the whole slice. Oh. Uh, so it, I, I think it lends credence I mean, to the fact that, yeah. Yeah, probably. I guess. I, uh, as, uh, as we have all encountered, uh, other than John, the joyful Uncle Roger has described MSG as like being salt on crack. So, that, would you say that's true? I would say that's fairly accurate. I'll actually, the next time we're all together, I I actually put some in the fried chicken I fed you, but I will. Not <laughs> I'll, shocked. I'll bring it over so you can try it. Actually, that was the first time that I'd used it in fried chicken, just out of curiosity. And I didn't notice a huge difference, but if you taste it on its own. There's a certain coating it puts on your tongue that is so unique and interesting that, like, you can't get that anywhere else. Huh. Or can you? I met a couple ladies that I would say, you know. Okay. I'll disagree patently. <laughs> so... that, that Courtney's, camp, Courtney's camp here is saying that she, I think she poisons all of us yeah. every time that we see her. Yes. And then within a certain range of time, she gives us the antidote sneakily. So if we ever stop being friends with Courtney, we will die. Okay, so we're the animals on Jurassic Park. Yes. <laughs> Stop lifting my skirt up. <laughs> so Kikone, basically, he actually coined the term umami, which we're all familiar with as the fifth taste. Bullshit. No. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Anyways, um... So he coined the term umami, um, and that is a word that is derived from the Japanese word umai, which means savoriness. Or your mama. Mommy. <laughs> uh, mama. Oh, mama. So he goes through this oh, whole process. Mama. He figures it out. And then in 1909, he basically starts mass producing it under the name of ajinomoto, um, which means essence of taste, literally. And so he's selling this as a food additive, um, very similar to salt. Is that is that... Is the the name bullshit what it translates to? I feel like that's a little too on the nose. No, it is literally essence of taste. That it, he was like, this huh. is what it is, and this is what I'm selling it as. Alrighty then. <laughs> Welcome to the Johnny Bravo Salt Company. I'm giving you the essence of taste, Mama. Oh, oh mama. ooh, Mama. <laughs> I think it's more umami. Oh, sorry. Ooh, Got a speech mommy, impediment mommy. here. Ooh, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna serve up that ramen super hot. Here you go. 
Oh, weak. (laughs) Johnny Bobo, I think, is his. Where's your show? I'm going to give you some of that milk tea, mama. (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) Johnny Bravo was an old cartoon show. I don't fucking Let's take it a little deeper because Michael can't. Um, (laughs) No one asked me to. So we've laid the groundwork. For um, where basically MSG came from. Oh, so now, I laid it. Now mm. I'm going to teach you about glutamic acid. Anybody familiar with glutamic acid? Uh, isn't that no. what they th- uh, fill the vats with when they the Yakuza kills people and they want to melt them down? <laughs> I thought it was what Pink Floyd used to take before they wrote the wall. <laughs> Which one of us is more right? Uh... No. So, (laughs) glutamic acid is also known as glutamate and is a naturally occurring compound made up of a salt and a non-essential amino acid. Um, If you're not familiar with amino acids, the non-essential ones, you don't need to eat because your body can synthesize those on their own. Oh. So, glutamate is actually very important as far as, you know, human function. Like, it does contribute to things that are important. It is naturally occurring in our bodies. Um, One of the things that they say is a small contributor to is actually neurotransmitters in the brain that play a crucial role in um, memory and learning new things. Hmm. I thought that was a really fun fact. Do that Hmm. in there too. So if I eat enough MSG, I'll remember. Yeah, no, we don't. As as a non medical professional, (laughs) I do not recommend going out and just. Eating your body's weight in MSG, and we'll talk I'd about why later. Silver. Oh, well, it's in fine. a crystal, so you'd snort it. Uh, if you put it in heavy water, uh, it's fine. Well, oh. I I don't remember you telling me not to eat tons of it. Uh... <laughs> uh, she specifically said not body weight. So if you eat half your body weight or less, sure. I feel like that should be fine. And still, kill All right, me. so you heard it here first. That's what Courtney one hundred percent recommends. <laughs> With it's her, the MSG diet. Yep. Just, oh. just eat the crystals. Yes, and her her doctorate in palmistry has uh, proven it to be so. Let's start an MSG cult. Oh, I was super <laughs> into that. So MSG unit. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Speaking of daily consumption, though, the FDA does say that we eat about 13 grams of it naturally per day in our diets. Typically, it's going to be derived from protein. Um, but there are some really um, food, like foods that are very um, like high in glutamic acid, and those are going to be like tomatoes, Parmesan cheese, mushrooms, onions. Check. Check. Why only Parmesan cheese? Um, it has to do with the way that it's kind of cured. So even like cured meats, oh, so like if you have like a prosciutto okay. or something like that, mm-hmm. it's going to have a higher level of glutamate, huh. and that's where you get that like savory like craveability from it prosciutto where my I pig so i don't see how it, it occurs naturally in meats that are cured but in order to produce it, you need fermented vegetables so tomatoes are actually the highest glutamate oh okay produce Fucking so the, nightshade <laughs> so you can take you can take them and like if you ferment them down and you extract it um sometimes in production of um msg they'll also use like sugar beets um, sugar okay. beets, for some reason, have a really high glutamate uh, level, and they're able to ferment those down. Um, but usually it's kind of a combination. Um, or kelp, a lot of times, is a derivative. Um, let me find my place. 
in my place. Now, if you had to oh, guess okay. as far as naturally occurring glutamic acid, <laughs> what human liquid substance? <laughs> I was going to say cub. Oh. <laughs> Is it I a mean, cub? When do you not? <laughs> no. Oh. I mean, no, because then. No, never mind. I'm not going to. Say it. No. Say it. <laughs> it would make it taste good. Yeah, then you would be a happier human being. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I've never tasted my happy. cum, but I haven't had many complaints. Oh. Complaints? Complaints. <laughs> I don't know why I set you up for this. I don't. <laughs> would you care to fill out a comment card? So, sometimes I write this and you I'm were... like, it would be funny to set them up for you something funny. And then I'm upset that I did that. You were walking down the aisle with oh, your I, cart. I knew soup. exactly what I was doing. <laughs> I just regret it now. (laughs) You're walking down the the aisle with your cart and both of your teeth and just thinking you're going to use the restroom without getting told to fuck off. Never did give her that soda, though. I was really hoping that John would actually get this because of his obsession with sloppers. Oh. Human breast milk has 10 times the amount of glutamate than, like, if you compared it to cow's milk. That's why I'm so obsessed with breasts. Yes. <laughs> That's Actually, the one of the it's things the Cody mouthfeel. that they talk about when you read about MSG and glutamate is that because of the high levels that you ingest as an infant. <laughs> it's that tasty umami flavor. Yes, that it's it that is craveability exactly. I keep coming back for. Yes. Oh, okay. That actually, okay. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's also in Doritos, so, like I, a lot in Doritos. So, so what like you're, you're saying. Dying. Breast milk is in no. Doritos? <laughs> Oh my it's god! That, that's the nacho cheese. That's my it. Friend. That's where it comes uh, from. That's not my cheese. <laughs> <It's>, no, <laughs> you don't have breasts. <laughs> <laughs> they are just bags of MSG, Michael. So, I know it's really, I know it's really weird that Shane is still on my teeth. He is a hundred months old. A <laughs> hundred years old, I'll still be on that thing. Yeah, he's like breast in one hand, bag of Doritos in the other. Like they're interchangeable, the really. <laughs> Oh, no one would draw a picture of that. No one would. No one would do that. You wouldn't. Jess, Jessica wouldn't. Wouldn't do that. I don't. Think oh, she Steven totally would. Steven would either. <laughs> Steven holds my That's a that's a future Squid Ink original right there. The game is a foot. <laughs> so I, no, the I, game I, is a tit. Actually, I'm. Uh, I feel like this is really going to stick, and you've really learned a lot about glutamic. Sure did acids at this point i think we can move on well something's gonna stick but <laughs> uh, sticky thighs so basically now i have learned you about msg so that's the monosodium glutamate yep. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also glutamic acid they are can i call bullshit on the breast milk before you get too far afield here it's a fact okay all right i just oh. wanted to take one stab before it's, i pass it's out. a good guess it's part of the reason it's in my presentation today okay um so basically, these are two separate compounds. The only difference is a handful of sodium. That is the only difference between what is naturally occurring in our bodies versus when we eat when we eat MSG. A handful of sodium and a pocket full of dreams. Exactly. <laughs> so at this point, would you not imagine that you could just eat this without having any like repercussions? I, us- I usually just eat things with careless abandon anyway. <laughs> You said we ingest about 13 grams uh, naturally through our diet. It's I can what imagine the soul that. <laughs> Maybe that is the soul. It's 21 um, grams, but I mean, yeah, it's close. 
the Curelians photographed it, John, in case you were not aware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I learned from Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> but I'm, I lost my I'm train of thought. I'm curious about your own like preconceptions of MSG as we continue into this. I mean, we have been commonly told that it should not be included in food for ages now. I feel like that's a, a an FDA thing. And uh, it's supposed to be like a cancer-causing agent, I think, is the most common misconception that I have heard. Okay. Um, for me. Yeah, my, my answer basically is the same. I, I, up until recently, I would just eat anything. I didn't really care. <laughs> Did we put anything in your That's mouth? That's why we're I friends, would. John. Um, oh. yeah, I... I Dogs in the bathtub. Um, uh, by the way, that's also uh, what the original View Askew card said when Kevin Smith started making cards. It said, we'll put anything in our mouths, <laughs> and we make movies. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I I, I guess I'm, I'm pro-MSG, based on what I've heard. Cool. Or- I'm going to make a prediction that it is actually closer in terms of uh, how society views it as like... Dog uh, cum. High fructose corn syrup, where there's a lot of misconceptions about it, and it's actually not that bad, but because it's been spread through the grapevine and like rumored about for a long time, it's... Not to derail here, Michael, are you trying to say that there's a rumor that high fructose corn syrup is good for you? No, it's just that it's not as bad as people make it out to believe. Did you watch the King Corn documentary, Michael? He makes an uh, interesting no. comparison. I would say that because high fructose corn syrup is still a sugar derivative, it gets villainized just simply on that fact. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people don't understand the processing of high fructose corn syrup versus any other sugar you consume. Your body mm-hmm. doesn't really know the difference. So a lot of people yeah. will tell you like honey is a healthy alternative to sugar. That's just bullshit because your body processes sugar the same way. Then you get okay. into all the weird like diet sugars and like sugar mm, substitutes that, really sugars. that trick your body and they do really weird things. But that's a conversation for another there. time. That, yeah, yeah that's I was going to say, I think the argument against corn, Michael, is supposed to be that your body can't assimilate it. And so then to put it in something that you cannot purge out of your system naturally like the high fructose corn syrup is it it is permanently with you at that point afterwards that is the point that they try to make as to why it's a negative oh um (laughs) okay (laughs) i'm here on one hand hearing oh it's a sugar substitute and the other ah it it can't be purged so it's stuck in your system so i Mm -hmm. i i was not aware of that it's almost like we're just useless bags of meat (laughs) pretty much (laughs) well shit yeah nothing matters and everything hurts (laughs) Right, nothing matters. It's exhausting being a nihilist. True. Bring uh, on the sweet release of death, please. <laughs> and me. <laughs> so what seems to be happening in most of our episodes these days is we take like a hard left into racism. So I'm just going to go ahead and do that now. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's, let's go. Um, on Pride Month, nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> what? what the wait john were you gonna were you about to confide something no. with us in the audience no was that your segue no. no no john's more inclined to come in than come out okay i have no code of ethics <laughs> sorry <laughs> so, do i do i need to said, say a big word okay, so we can so, hard no, left into no, racism no, or no, what no, here we go so i thought it was funny because you mentioned racism, and then John had to mention Pride Month, <laughs> insinuating that 
sexuality is a race. <laughs> Wait, it's and not. That's why I was. That's the joke, kid. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not that is that is why it was make funny. A joke of that, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so as before mentioned, the popularity of MSG kind of spread throughout Japan, and then it was kind of widely more recognized across Asia as a whole. So obviously, Korea, China, Vietnam, like they all were like, oh, this is really cool. Like we can use this. And especially in America, I feel like MSG is synonymous with Chinese food specifically. And you're going to find out why. Um, But the way that MSG was actually introduced to the American diet was actually after World War II. Because what the military had been doing was like, oh, we're going to feed you cardboard anyway. Like, we could try to make it taste good. So they had already started implementing MSG into their diet. And so when World War II ended and they came back, it became kind of just a regular practice. And this was around the same time that frozen foods were becoming more popular. TV dinners were like a modern miracle. Canned food was a big deal. And MSG was a really cheap, easy way to make those foods taste good. Um, But a lot of people still associate it with Chinese food, even though it was in your diet long before. And you probably consume more MSG through other foods than you do from Chinese food. Hmm. Um, so basically, food revolution is happening. We got microwaves. We got TV dinners. Fucking rad. Everybody's watching TV and eating food. It's great. Um, but that yeah. that shortly was short-lived because after one single letter was sent in to the New England Journal of Medicine... A doctor by the name of Robert Holman Kwok complained of strange symptoms that he had experienced after eating Chinese food. Was his last name really Kwok? Yes. K-W-O-K. Oh, Kwok. Bless you. Okay. My bad. I heard Kwok like guacamole. <laughs> so, so did I. So did I. <laughs> I was like, ah, it's big guacamole oh, the whole time. Oh, Professor Kwok. The doctor's a Kwok. And a fraud. And a, yeah, and a frog. So he writes this letter and he basically says, after I eat Chinese food, I experience this set of symptoms every single time. Um, That includes dizziness, sluggishness, a headache, a stomach ache, maybe a little bit of racism. Um, But he's having these symptoms every single time. He eats Chinese food, so he writes this letter. Sends I'm it sorry, off. it just I I heard that when you put that in there, it's like he experiences racism because of the food. <laughs> Takes a bite. I'm suddenly more racist. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, <laughs> chicken right. sandwich. You're, I yeah, hate the Irish. You're catching you're <laughs> catching on. Man, Taco Bell must do weird things to me then. Yeah. <laughs> so. Naturally, as soon as they publish this in the journal, other people start writing in and they're like, oh, yeah, like, I think this happens to me, too. And it was never really fact checked. It just became something that people widely believe. And it was then published under the name of Chinese restaurant syndrome. Oh, please, please tell me that that's a lie. No. Oh, so this what was considered a very prestigious medical journal is now publishing letters, some from doctors, some from not, about these symptoms that they're having. Uh. So, of course, this 
sparked national outcry of, oh, my God, is MSG killing us? We need to do more research because, you know, white people freaking love research. <laughs> and so almost 96, no, almost 100 episodes of proofs uh, on this part. So. Uh, are you not white then? Me? Yeah. You've seen me. <laughs> You, you, you don't know love me. research two jab, two tab, John. I have fourteen tabs today. <laughs> oh shit! A lot of porn. Yeah. It's like, oh. hey, if it's acid, oh. yeah. So naturally, lots of scientists were like, "I can, I can figure this out. I got this." Um, lots of tests were performed. A lot of double blind tests, um, where you know both parties did not know what they were ingesting to see what the outcome was. I think John I and Shane were probably volunteers in this. I feel like well, that's I right likely. up their alley. I prefer quadruple blind. Yeah, I think about my ideal work situation, you know, when you're having daydreams and you're having a bad day at work. And I think one of my dream jobs would be something that's not customer facing like that, where it's like your job is for 10 hours a day. You're going to just eat chicken nuggets. <laughs> and we're going to see how you feel. <laughs> We're going to monitor how you feel. And when you have to puke, you can go puke. When you have to shit, you can go shit. You just can't sleep. Uh, for 10 hours, all you're doing is eating chicken nuggets. And I would do that instead of deal with customers most times. <laughs> I mean, right. even, same, even but I don't know like if that's my dream job. like a second arm on your left side, you'd be like, yeah, this is what I want to do for work. It's just one more arm for eating chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, he's been begging for the Quato experience right. for years well, now. I'm going to look like a Cronenberg Morty. That's, That's my goal. That's great. <laughs> John actually assimilated a, uh, a twin in the womb, so he's actually got a face in his chest right now. So if he gets the you know other opposable limbs, he's going to be even happier. I would. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I tried to not include a lot of the studies in this because, like I said, I didn't want to do a full Michael. But if you want them, Ugh. I can send them to you. <laughs> Very interested in this topic. But essentially what started happening was there was kind of two camps. There was pro-MSG, anti-MSG, which is not really great for objective science. So you had kind of the, the pro-MSG people were like, yeah, every time we replicate your anti-MSG stuff, like, it doesn't work. So we, one of the studies that I read about specifically was like, oh, we found brain lesions in humans if they, can, if they ate too much MSG. And people have tried to replicate their study over and over, and they cannot. And so okay. that has really helped right. kind of fuel the debate of is it safe or is it not safe? Huh. Um, based on my readings today, the FDA says – they have no reason to believe that there is anything wrong with MSG, and most of it has been spread by the anti-MSG camp, which is really, really interesting because a lot huh. of people don't know that or don't think that. Hmm. Um, and that so is you're not... saying that my prediction was correct? In some sense, yes. I think high fructose corn him. syrup is a, a, is a different topic. Oh. Yes, yeah, yeah. I wasn't saying that they were um, comparable. I was more saying misconceptions, public misconceptions. Sure, of that. and I think that happens yes, yeah, a lot yeah. in the food industry. He's seeking validation. Don't give it to uh, him. He's also validate still... me. It's the he's... one time that he gets he gets to a little pat on the head. He's, he's still coming down from his hashish episode, so <laughs> he's got conspiracies just falling oh, out of man. his ass <laughs> now. Not all, but uh, have you dabbled with more marijuana? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. 
I mean, yes, uh, I have had a couple of gummies since then, but uh, I limit myself to once per. Did you shit yourself after eating the gummies? <laughs> no. You ever had your ass licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Yes. Uh, not an overcoat. Do overalls count? What? <laughs> Just overalls. Roll tight. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so... I will say one study did try to link – this is a study that was performed in 2011. They tried to link MSG to obesity. But if you look at what snacks have freaking MSG added, you might find a different correlation. Um, oh. That ended up being somewhat credible, but a lot of it had to do with other ingredients that were found in the food. Because if you're eating something that's high fat, high sugar with MSG, there's a lot of different culprits to look at. So again, it's we're iffy on that. Yeah, if you take a speedball, you got to figure out which side killed you, yeah. right? <laughs> I don't. I don't. How? How are? How is this like legitimate, like publishable science if they're not actively trying to remove these extra variables? <laughs> so, like, you're asking the right you question. will you will be happy to know that there was one study that I looked at that had bad outcomes. That was basically, they were giving them a bunch of MSG on an empty stomach, and that would cause temporary side effects, and it only was in a small population of the people that they studied. How much were they giving them? Like, are we talking about, like, a couple of grams of acid for an elephant, or a couple (laughs) hundred milligrams? Because, like, you leave Tusco out of this, (laughs) goddammit. Like, of course, it will cause side effects if you give them way more than what they would typically ingest in a given day. Also, right? if you shoot it with a gun, you know, <laughs> that change the delivery device. Shotgun sandwich? Just shoot the MSG in my mouth. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. <laughs> if it's breast milk, sign me up. Ooh. <laughs> oh, breast milk cannons. Uh, but as you can see, this is why there's a lot of confusion around, is it safe? Is it not safe? Is it secret? Is it safe? <laughs> so maybe it's maybe. So while they're doing all these studies, and like I said again, the FDA totally approves this. The word umami is also gaining popularity, but it is not stigmatized <laughs> the way that MSG is, even though it is the same thing. So, so I know we're infantiles <laughs> that John and I hear umami, and we're both back cracking up again. <laughs> Oh, mommy. Oh, It's going to fuck up my, my whole life from here on out. Wait, so is that how they measure how much, like, that sort of flavor profile is just the amount of MSG is in it? Or is it more broad than that? It's more it's general. slightly more broad than that in the sense that, like, we talked about uh, glutamic acid. And so mm-hmm. because our bodies naturally produce that and that's naturally occurring in things, it's kind of like a are you having this with or without salt? So either way, you're getting that umami flavor. Like if you think about like if you have a bowl of pasta and you put a shit ton of Parmesan cheese on top, like that craveability that makes your mouth water, like that's the glutamic acid. Hmm. And also it's one of those things that hardwires your brain because they've talked about salt is actually harder to kick than heroin Mm -hmm. because your body naturally wants it. It's something that it produces regularly on its own. Yeah, my body's a dirty little girl. So it will then, once it starts getting overindulged, it's going to want more of it. Exactly. So what you're describing 
Oh. Loving it. So what you're describing is like when I wake up and I'm like, fuck, I just want pepperoni pizza so bad. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about that like first bite of pepperoni pizza. <laughs> that's 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 MSG holding me by my my stomach. More or less. Like, yeah, there's a lot of different chemical compounds that your body naturally craves and it needs. Like I mentioned before, it's a non-essential amino acid. So if you don't have enough of it, it's something your body can produce on its own. But that doesn't change the craveability factor of it. What's crazy is like I go through spells of caring about what I eat, like actually like wanting to track it and like, you know, try and be a, a adjusted human being. And then I go through phases where I just Taco Bell dumpster it. And I'm in a phase right now where I've like and, and Becky is an amazing cook and she cooks all of our meals i'm not gonna say most that'd be insulting <laughs> she goes all of our meals and i think the other night i was like yo i really want a pizza and she goes yeah anytime you tell me you want to start eating cleaner and we do <laughs> within like a week or two weeks like you're the first one to cave always you are always the one like you immediately start craving junk the moment it's removed like <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of big facts here today. <laughs> True. <laughs> well, you, you might consider even adding more fermented foods in your diet. So even just like sneaking miso paste into like sauces or like soy sauce or anything with that high level of like the tomato sauce on pizza and the cheese combination. That's probably what's getting you. Mm. So you can actually adjust those things in your diet. And that actually might help you with those cravings. Or you can just start, you know, dating a, uh, a breastfeeding mother. <laughs> You can buy breast milk online, but that's a different, that's a different, <laughs> a different episode. How am I supposed to enjoy this slice of pepperoni pizza? Stop! I my can drink? only get so erect. <laughs> you know, it's funny though. On the subject of pizza, like my dad, when I was around like fourteen or fifteen, took my brother and I out for a slice, and he insisted we order pizza with anchovies. Mm. And he's he's like, "You're gonna hate this the first time you try it." Okay. Because the first time I had it, I hated it. And he's like, in two days, I guarantee you're going to want this again. And it wills out. First yep. time I had anchovy pizza, I absolutely despised it. And then my body started going, hey, you like this. And now I'm I'm going back into this like, well, of course, my dad puts salt on ice. Uh-huh. And then just sits and freaking sucks it off. <laughs> Is that a and real like, story? Yes. That is a real, that's a for real thing. Wow. My, if, cause my dad, uh, he tends to get dehydrated a lot. He's had heat stroke multiple times. And mm. so he nah. starts like trying to refortify his body. So if he feels dehydrated, he'll just come in and just drink salt water, oh, basically. God. Yeah. It's, Ugh. it's alarming that he's, he's still kicking. Uh, but uh, I was like, it, it, but he was right. It's just he didn't understand the rationale that the body's hardwired to crave salt. So when you just put this briny, you know, greasy mm -hmm. little, little mackerel on top of a pizza and say you're probably going to crave it in a couple days yeah if you try heroin a couple times it's probably going to catch you too still like anchovy pizza though still do Have i've never tried it. And, yet you, and yet you won't touch a pineapple pizza listen we've talked about my kinks <laughs> i i sweet Fair. and savory do not meet where where i'm around it's it's the same thing as like you know i will uh, i'll go down on you but i won't let you shit in my mouth like that's you don't know what now i gotta missing. ask which one is the shit is it sweet or sour it's definitely sweet got it if you date someone with diabetes <laughs> everything's sweet now i had a, a roommate with diabetes and uh, if he had too much sugar in his system he would call it his sugar piss and it because he said it smelled like sugar pops 
And the sad thing is, is that now over the course of years since he and I, you know, spent time together, now you will occasionally notice I've had way too much racism because I'm like, sugar piss. <laughs> What's happened here? This has taken such a beautiful turn. <laughs> oh, God. I'm I'm embracing the fact that we're just going to go on tangents for the rest of our lives. That's like I'm, gone we're, we're never going to stay on on target. So gone in sugar piss seconds. But I would challenge you if you are a regular consumer of watermelon, um, if you get one that's not super sweet, you might be tempted to sprinkle sugar on it. Um, try salt next time. Huh? I've actually only ever okay. done that. Yeah. I've never done sugar on watermelon. All right. Well, there you go. So I'm going to take us back to uh, that letter from Robert Homan Kwok. Because here's oh, here's man. the thing about that letter. Didn't exist. So two white doctors walk into a bar. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, Ow. Two, two white male doctors um, decided it would be really funny to make a bet of $10 that the... Um, the orthopedic surgeon was too stupid to get published in the New England Journal of Medicine. So he wrote a letter. You want to guess what letter that was? Wow. And he thought that it was written so poorly and it sounded so fake that it would not get published. This was this big joke between them. So when it got published, they thought it was the funniest thing to happen. And so he got his $10, and they kind of thought nothing of it. Well, of course, they follow this publication, so they would soon see the outpour of letters coming in of the same thing. And they thought, no, like this, there's no way. And their inspiration for the letter, funnily enough, is that after they would go have lunch frequently at a Chinese restaurant near their hospital, and they would sometimes eat too much. I am not going to say if they drank a lot between, you know, shifts, but it was mentioned in the article that I read. And so the symptoms that they put in the letter are very common to symptoms you would have if you overate and were drunk. <laughs> and that was kind of their premise wow. is that was kind of the hoax type letter that they were trying to write. And so basically over the last, I want to say one of the doctors is still living. The, I'll link the article because it's, it's pretty detailed because basically what happens is um, somebody at a university got really interested in MSG and then found out that one of her like former colleagues was the doctor that wrote the letter. And so it's a whole article about like how that all came to light. And it's super interesting, but I'm just giving you the cliff notes for a very long article. So basically, yeah, they sat back and watched what they did and were like, oh, shit. And they had tried to have it retracted. And the journal was like, no, we've had too much like evidence that other people are experiencing it. So wow. that's how that came to be. Fun fact. <sighs> um, the, oh my goodness. the writer herself um, of that article specifically. So she is, um, I want to say that was Vietnamese American, but she's Asian American and she she specifically said, she's like, I don't think that Chinese restaurant syndrome came out of racism necessarily, but the issue is all of the letters and all of these things that were being published were based on Asian stereotype. And it was all being like, Chinese food is dirty. We hear that even now there are restaurants being opened in New York that is clean Chinese food, 
because of this stereotype and because of the hatred towards Chinese Americans. Huh? Wait, I I was not aware. Of, I didn't know that this that was happening. Really? You um, don't know about clean Chinese food? Oh, it's very controversial. No. I was going to say, you don't know about racism? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, well, you see, Michael but, doesn't see... No. So I I I don't see anyway. Um what what classifies as clean or dirty? That's exactly like, the point. Is it well Well yes, but I want to at least hear what the rationale air quotes is, is behind. There's that. no like sensitive way to word this. Is that uh, kind no, of where the hate for like like oh did you did you use a cat in this food? That is yeah. a very much a stereotype it's, of Chinese restaurants. You cut corners yeah. and buy cat meat instead um, of you know saying that it's greasy, saying that it's salty, those types of things. A lot of people don't understand too that American Chinese food was adapted to American tastes. Oh they yeah, they were like, you like salty and greasy, we can do that. But also, like if you order from our menu, what you know other people would order normally in china or even still like different dishes that have been adapted that's not the food it's lots of generalizations that are made that don't really represent the characteristics of their cuisine right that makes sense it's like watching a table of people get like a bowl of sticky rice and the second that hits their plate they just start salting it aggressively exactly and you're like or dumping soy sauce all over it and you're like what um, what are you even doing? And I know that we're we're speaking of China, but like when you went to Japan, yeah, um, is it the same? Is it the same over there? Because a lot of Americanized ideas find their way over into Japan, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. So, is the food more akin to what you're describing, where it's like what it's intended to be, or is it more Americanized and like overly salty oh. in Japan? Like when you went. Okay, I think I, I I think I I understand what you're getting. I at, think John. they're probably yeah. more attached to our pop culture than they are to our taste. I guess, I guess that's exactly what I'm asking. That is actually a really interesting question um, because they have really adapted our fast food culture, mm-hmm. as we yeah, talked about. Would, yeah, and we actually we ate at McDonald's and we ate at one other fast food restaurant. I don't remember. Their fast food was so much better. <laughs> like they had, really? oh, yeah. they had a chicken teriyaki yes. sandwich at McDonald's that I what? like think about all the time. <laughs> wow, it's the funniest thing to watch like American fast food pass through a filter into uh-huh. other cultures and watch it get sort of transmogrified into what their food items and preferences generally are. Because I mean, uh, there was the whole like the Stroop Waffle McFlurry thing uh-huh. from a, a couple of years back that they imported from elsewhere where you was like, Man. oh, naturally. I mean, in this culture, this is a very delicious food, but most people had never encountered a Stroop Waffle mm-hmm. before in America because it's just, you know, we're not pioneers of the palate in that way. <laughs> well, and you bring so. up like a great segue into the fact that right now McDonald's is running a promotion for the BTS meal that has two sauces that they imported from Korea. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very interesting seeing our stuff go there. They do it better. They send it back to us, and we're like, what? It's almost like America is, like, <laughs> not that great. Yeah, I, I don't know. Huh. You're telling uh, me I can have a matcha Kit Kat? Yeah, like, what? <laughs> I sincerely, like, I feel like I just had, like, you know, the moment, like, the moment of epiphany where every single person that I know in my life that has had the pleasure of going to Japan has nothing but amazing things to say oh, upon return. Oh, you gotta go. It's amazing. And I have never been out of country. <laughs> oh, and no. I, I'm, I'm, my first out of country trip will be next year. I'm going to go to Scotland. 
cool. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. But now, just after having these conversations and hearing about that chicken teriyaki sandwich, <laughs> I just I really want to go to Japan for some cherry blossoms and chicken teriyaki. Hell yeah! I think we've missed the point here, though. Uh, let's let's not get away from the fact that you're just over here flexing your wife privilege again. Yeah. <laughs> no, no she's um, going to she thinks, Scotland. She thinks we're going to England. <laughs> She'll be in England, like London. I'll be in Scotland. So I see. I win. No, I she'll, agree. She'll be on the trip. Will you I'm be gonna wearing give her the a old kilter? Don't don't worry. I'm going to see uh, one fair fair. Is that another skin, sexual like, euphemism? Or? I'm going to see one Irish woman. You know, just one lovely in lovely Scotland. Irish <laughs> <woman>. <laughs> on the way, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you 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 drive through Ireland to get to Scotland. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that body water is real easily navigable with an automobile. I find, but. Hmm. I'll report back. Michael probably thinks that Northern Ireland is just the north part of Ireland, and I'm really upset now. Yeah, no, but, yeah. I know that it's not the northernmost part of Ireland. It's, I know it's, it's where the bombs the are made. That's a fact. <laughs> I have driven past that hotel. Ooh, nice. This, but this is also back onto the original point, though. Why, like Melissa and I, shop at World Market almost exclusively now? It just we we live there because it, the one the potato chip flavors. Oh my god! Uh, like the Coe's uh, Irish potato chips. Oh my dear, gentle Jesus! But, uh, <laughs> so yeah, if you're, I'm not sure if anybody else here, other than uh, obviously uh, Courtney from the affirmation there. If you if you've not been to World Market, go uh, go dabble around in there for for some uh, fun times in the uh, in the food area. Oh, okay. absolutely! And the, we are really fortunate, especially in the East Valley. I think there's also a couple outlets in the West Valley as well, but there's a lot of really neat Asian and international oh, markets. Oh, yeah, there's a... Mm, yeah. H-Mart just opened. We have Mekong Plaza. Um, you there's can a go good to Indian uh, market too, right? Yep, there's yeah. an Indian market. I don't know the name of it. Um, but there's just there's so many things out there that y'all need to try because it's just fun. But to answer John's original question that got us on this tangent, yeah, Japanese food in America is like like really watered down oh it's it's and, the, it's the same for most genres of foods right. i mean like look at mexican food oh my like god tex-mex Ugh. is its whole separate category Ugh, let's not it, <laughs> well no it's just adding to adding to oh what yeah you're absolutely well yeah. like so one of the things that we try to do is we constantly are trying any new ramen shop that pops up because it is something that we really enjoyed before we went and then we went and then we ate just phenomenal ramen that these people spend dozens of hours making and then you come back here and you're like you're trying really hard and i appreciate that and i understand the work that goes into it but it doesn't hit the same the effort is appreciated oh absolutely well no i think they should and i think it's really cool to see and we actually are seeing in arizona specifically a lot of ramen restaurants being opened by people from japan or people who have gone over there and worked there or were born there and they're coming here and they want to open these restaurants, which is really amazing, but they haven't quite mastered it the same way. So what you're saying is it's hard to go back to the farm once you've seen Tokyo. (laughs) (laughs) What? I don't understand. Is that a partial callback? No, it's... You, you, how do you keep her on the farm once they've seen Perry? Okay, uh, apparently right. that's Press an antiquated F phrase. <laughs> F for respects, guys. Uh. <laughs> F you. But yeah, anyways, 
it, the food there is phenomenal. I would not discredit the chefs in Arizona or even in the U.S. who are trying because they are putting in a very valiant effort. And I appreciate that effort as someone who has made homemade ramen and spent three days making a bowl of ramen. Like, it's hard. And, like, mastering that flavor, like, kudos to you. But they're trying. They're trying. That oh, is they're what's trying. important. Like, you got to try to succeed, you know? Send the bowl back. Thanks for showing up today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but basically, like we were talking about before, the idea of their food being dirty, greasy, um, that also is in part due to the Chinese Exclusion Act. They, we, oh, we were not accepting them to come and live in our country. We saw them as less than us. But then we were like, oh, build our railroads, please. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Like, and that's kind of our history with uh, Chinese people who have immigrated here. And I, I would not, I can't speak on their behalf or their experience. But based on what I've read, like, I would have probably just been like, well, fuck you guys. <laughs> like, what are you doing here? Like, we are integral to the, you know, industrial era of your country. Yeah. Like, get your shit together. Um, and that's that's a whole nother topic in their history is really complex and unique, um, but wonderful. Like Chinese culture is just fantastic. Mm. It's another thing that got thrown in the thresher or the tumble dryer of American exploitation. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect way to word that. He, he does. He does turn a phrase from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he, he knows some words. I, I, I was homeschooled. I don't know any words. <laughs> animal woman so fuck it i tried to be homeschooled i kept writing my own notes and they wouldn't let me go <laughs> um so basically that kind of takes us into modern day now that we have a kind of a, an established history of you know what was what the stigma is um msg is actually like becoming this really popular thing i have had beers at local bottle shops that have MSG in them. And it didn't add a whole lot. Not really. But it does it does help kind of raise awareness that, hey, this is just another food additive. It's mm. okay. Right. And if you watch any chefs on YouTube, it is <laughs> almost every single video <laughs> featured these days. We're going to talk about my favorite, David Chang, because he is the biggest proponent of msg are you guys familiar with david chang i am not no but i was gonna say if you think he's uh you know uncle roger's vying for the title though <laughs> uh josh weissman uh sings songs about it for heaven's sakes yeah. so i mean yeah everybody's going crazy for it uh david chang is the chef owner of the first restaurant he opened was called momofuku and they have uh his whole brand is called lucky peach and they have restaurants in vegas and la and they're also partnered if you've heard of milk bar that does mm. the desserts. Christina Tosi, she was on one of the food shows for a long time as a judge with Gordon Ramsay. Mm -hmm. um, but they're all tangentially like related. And he has done, I want to say he's even done like a TED talk about like MSG is not evil. And here is why. Huh. And his company actually, I want to say it was in the last year, released a line of seasoning salts. And one of them was inspired by MSG. But it did not contain the crystallized version of MSG. What they did was they took um, dried mushrooms and dried seaweed and came up with a powder that replicated those flavored compounds huh. and sold it 
like you can buy it online like it's super cool and one of the reasons that he talks about msg so much of course is racial stigma and you know the whole like xenophobia side of it but also because there's just a big misconception still about what actually is in the food you're eating and he he actually has a really great video of he is in a room full of people and he offers them doritos and they just they take the bag and start eating them if you look up a label for doritos monosodium glutamate is like the third ingredient like it is up there and then he asks them have do any of you have an msg sensitivity and people are like oh yeah like i do really huh okay we'll flip the bag over like let's read the ingredients and so that that kind of like the social aspect of it to me is what's really interesting and just this general misunderstanding because if you eat tomatoes if you eat mushrooms if you eat parmesan like we've talked about you're not allergic i I read another article that cited an allergist who was just like no this is just like wacky and weird and made up but i don't understand where they came up with this (laughs) stop (laughs) asking me that question you're not allergic we don't test for that here get out of here this is a wendy's (laughs) we do have msg (laughs) (laughs) they have they definitely do Um, One of the things that's really interesting, though, about MSG, especially in kind of the culinary world, is a lot of chefs don't use it um, because there's kind of this sense of like it's a shortcut. And so like kind of what the products that David Chang released, it's they want to find out how to replicate that naturally with other ingredients and kind of further cuisine, uh, which is really interesting. But I think as home cooks, it should definitely be used more, I think. There is a new level to be achieved, whether you want to do it through really expensive products that you can buy online or the $3 bag that I bought, you know, at my local Asian grocery store. Like, it's really amazing stuff. Mm -hmm. And like I said, like I fed it to you last week. So clearly we have proven it's very safe for consumption. Well, I've been peeing out of my butt ever since. (laughs) It sounds like you and Shane have similar issues. so right now. We pee out of each other's butts. Exactly. We pee Whoa. into each other's butts, actually. <laughs> we don't do it right. <laughs> uh, but basically, that's kind of where I'm going to end it for now, because there's a lot more that could be said. But I really hope that after this, like anybody listening will kind of defend MSG the same way we all defend that McDonald's coffee lawsuit lady now, where it was like, we got all the facts, and it was like, oh my God, like, Shane, yeah, are you- she deserved to have her medical bills paid. Like, what? Why are you making that face, Shane? Do you not know? Listen, I I live in obscurity and I die in despair. And uh, so... Do you want to give him the uh, the 30-second pitch? Yeah, the cliff notes. An elderly woman drives through McDonald's and gets a cup of coffee. Like you do. She spills it on her lap, gets third-degree burns. Okay, yeah. She then is like, hey, McDonald's, like, look at these pictures. Look at all these hospital records. I was hospitalized because of the burns of this coffee and the temperature you served it to me at. And McDonald's is like, so? It's coffee. It's hot. It's Yeah, exactly. Right. But what they were doing is they were serving it at near boiling temperatures. Mm. And there was no warnings, nothing like that. And she was, like, super sweet about it. She was like, can you just pay my medical bills? That's it. I don't want a lawsuit. I don't want to go through it. Can you just please pay my medical bills? Because she had, like, in her crotch area, horrible, horrible burns. Like, oh, it's nasty. Don't look it up. All right. Um, So I'm I'm (laughs) semi-familiar with it. I just don't think I know what the fallout is for the after effects. Exactly. So basically, she 
she does that. She's like, pay my medical bills. They're like, no. She's like, well, I guess I'm going to lawyer up then because I can't. I'm going to go bankrupt with these bills. And this is your fault. And so they actually ended up, I think they settled. Um, it was a substantial number. Like she, she was set after that and her medical bills were paid. Um, and it actually, I think resulted in, they now have to label caution the, as hot. Yes. Uh, the contents may be hot. Yeah. And they also had to dial back their coffee machines because what they were doing was they were brewing huge yep. batches and keeping it scalding hot. And that is what resulted in her injuries. I actually remember getting coffee that was that way. Where it was like, I cannot fathom drinking this for at least an hour. Uh-huh. You know? uh-huh. That's why I don't crazy. drink hot coffee. <laughs> well, I'm iced all the way. so smart like you. No, right. it's not smart. It's just as a, as a preference. Preservation, uh, yeah. I'm boiling my insides just by, <laughs> you know, functioning and thriving in this life. I don't need to make it any worse. Well, I think we literally caught, what, one lie? Yeah. If that. And then I accidentally, like, slipped up and, like, basically gave away one of my lies. So that was kind uh-huh. of lame. Wow. <laughs> well... Please. I, I got too excited. All right. So the lie that you did get was Kikoman. Um, clearly, that is a soy sauce brand. Um, that was not his actual last name. Um, I told you at the beginning of the story that it was originally discovered in Korea um, by Kim Namjoon. Um, it's not from Korea, and he's like the lead rapper from BTS. So... <laughs> Yeah, you missed those two. <laughs> nice, nice. I didn't think those would land, but I thought that, that was fun for me. So it, it's it's okay for as many Ghostbusters references as I've beaten these poor <laughs> you know gentlemen about the head with. I think right. we can all afford it. I still haven't rewatched them. I it's, it's you know taste is subjective. I haven't listened to BTS, so oh man, I'm missing out. <laughs> So good. I would argue to the contrary, but I you know, I think I could sway you. But anyways, um, I told you that umami means savoriness. It means deliciousness. Oh, mommy! Literally. Oh, mommy! Oh, mommy! That's not my mommy. That was kind of a cheap <laughs> shot. Oh, because savory is already one of the other taste buds, right? Is it? Well, salty. Is it? Uh, name all five. Salty. Michael. Name five. Sweet, sour, salty, and then I th- thought it was savory. Sweet, salty, sour, Sweet. bitter, umami. Bitter. Yo, mommy. Acidic, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, you, yeah, obviously you're not an alcoholic. Well, no, then, so I thought that it was, so I thought that it was savory. I've, I've been, I've heard or have been told at some point that umami is more of a savory nature. It, so that's, it that's is, why but I was. It translates to deliciousness. Oh, <laughs> Um, I told you that onions were high in glutamic acid. They're not. I'm high <laughs> in glutamic acid. Sure. I am glutamic acid. Prove it. They fall into the allium family, and I don't believe that they are known for their content of Any glutamic Allie? acid. Any mm-hmm. 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 And then the other lie that was going to be in there was that there were multiple people writing letters initially to the New England Journal, mm-hmm. um, but then I was just like, oh, they wrote this one letter, and I kind of just oh, glazed over that because gotcha. I got excited. So, yeah, those were my lies. All right. It's always really refreshing to me to hear someone talk about something I know like literally nothing about and that they're also very well educated and passionate on. That was kind of the conceit of the show up front, <laughs> wasn't it? 
Yeah, but we definitely didn't fall into that for a minute. Well, because there's only so much that the three of us, you know, chuckle fucks could have managed that we were actually well informed about without doing well, external research. To be fair to you and in, in the point that you're making, yeah, we did try that out for a while and then we hit heavy water and then we're like in no! Stanford and we're like or no, not Stanford. The uh, was it Stanford? The prison experience. Yeah, I mean, uh, according was, to y'all, Stanford, you were not happy with, but you know. Yeah, um, we hit those episodes, and then it was like, yeah, maybe, maybe you don't need to be super passionate. Maybe you can just find something, any, anything. <laughs> All right, but maybe well, not everything. Content. The Black Dahlia murders <laughs> next week. Oh, I would love that. I would actually so love much. that too. Um. But I do want to say, you know, if anybody listening wants to discuss this more, wants some articles, hit us up on the socials. I, you know, sometimes post on Instagram a week late, but it's there at the Disinformed Podcast. And you are doing a lovely job. Uh, <laughs> I Actually, I think I am going to log into our Twitter and try that. I think that could be really fun. <gasps> Good luck and with that. Ooh. Courtney and I, uh, every now and again, passingly mention... Uh, trying to do some TikTok stuff because that's what the kids and that's the, what the, youths the youths are into. Are into. Oh, them youths. So I feel like if we divide and conquer, we might be able to hit some some, some new people. Well, uh, if you want to, I will film myself lip singing uh, or lip syncing to a, a really bad '80s metal track, and then like pan to a perfect. meth ad- meth addicted woman with two teeth with like a roller bag behind her and like a tooth fairy outfit. I can tell you precisely and... where in Central to find this. <laughs> okay, so you can be authentic. Can I get her and the cat with the broken down uh, wheelchair and oh, then yeah. just you know do like a mashup? It could be like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, oh, but different. You know what it could be? It could be uh, Nirvana's heart-shaped box, and it could get right up to the chorus, and right at the chorus, it'll pan to the guy in the wheelchair. Like, hey! <laughs> Wait! <laughs> I I wanted to go with the uh, the Bruno Mars grenade and then just actually have them oh vie God. for it. That was my hope, but what do you um, do? I was going to tell you, John, I saw TikTok this morning from another podcast, and they literally just posted footage of them recording, and they had 400,000 views. Okay. Well, <laughs> I feel like there's things that we can do here. We we need to get funny first, and oh. uh, uh, and no, say it attractive. Go Beautiful. ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fire it yeah. off. That that helps. Yeah. Uh, speaking of though, I I will miss you guys next week. Boo. We won't miss you. But, I know. Uh, I'm I'm actually I kind of excited to be tear. cucked. You know, I, I can't God? wait to get the yeah. You're gonna feel like Michael. It's I, gonna... hey, that's my job. <laughs> yeah. So for the listeners, I will not be on next week. I know that you're heartbroken <laughs> because I'm just such a narcissist that I think everyone loves me. Uh, but I will be in Chicago. But you guys are going to be talking about something probably entertaining and infinitely more funny with me gone. But I can't wait to get the message from Michael saying that the episode is up, so that while I'm out in Chicago, <laughs> I can pull it up and hear you guys talk silly nonsense words. The first episode you'll have listened to in about 87 i'm excited to finally become long time participant first time listen- <laughs> listener <laughs> thanks ben <laughs> yeah. but uh um, i michael i uh, would you like me to go next week yes okay because yes, i have got a uh, a whale of a tale for y'all we are uh-huh. going to talk about the famed or infamous arizona institution otherwise known as stardust ranch Okay, and that that look is precisely what I was expecting. You're right you're on. gonna have a hell of a rocket ride, John. You're gonna be sad you missed it, oh, but it'll be fun to listen to. Oh no! Is it a cryptid thing? No, it is. Uh, I'll give you a teaser. It is the per- 
ported Skinwalker Ranch of Arizona. Oh, that's exactly what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Oh, Aww. fuck. You're going to have I a mean, good time. I mean, it's not too late to cancel. <laughs> <laughs> you can phone in. while you're there. Yeah. From the, uh, you can, can go in the closet. Thing. Oh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> they probably have um, better sex. True. Also, not like the listeners uh, care, uh, but I'll just tease it. We we have a, a full band show uh, in the works. We just can't say when just yet, but it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rip roaring good time. August of twenty twenty two. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But we'll announce that when we can. But I'm excited. Yeah. About it. <laughs> that and MS, MSG and milkers and titties. <laughs> there he goes <laughs> and the umami flavor i get really excited to like arm you guys with new knowledge and all you really get from it is umami. new sex jokes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boobs. you listened to this show you knew what you were getting into also like you are a chef and you have made like delectable dishes and you've served them and you've watched people just pour sauce all over it i was gonna say uh we you missed your joke john is like you have made delicious food that i've eaten and i still just stare at your tits so (laughs) (laughs) one track mind watkins i'm too horny of an individual to be allowed out in public indeed that's what they say you know i just i came into this like a bad relationship where i was like i can fix them i can make them better you're definitely not the first that tried and i guarantee you won't be the last i have an ex-girlfriend in arkansas who uh, <laughs> uh yeah, she didn't win that fight <laughs> and now she touches things that are dead you know other than emotionally oh. so now she thinks her lipstick is her personality so <laughs> Oof. Are you talking about her clit again? Or? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was her personality as far as I was aware. But anywho, before we go into further slander, ladies and germaphobes, thank you for being here. As always, we are elated to have you. And I think we're going to have a semi-schizophrenic schedule for the next little while as far as the tubes of you go. So I'm just going to tell you that if you want to keep up with us, you should probably subscribe. Because when content comes winging your way, it is the best way for you to be informed and able to pounce on it eagerly once it flees. But uh, otherwise, every single Marvelous Monday morning, if this is your first time in, you can check back with us on your preferred uh, provider app and we will give you fresh podcast madness right in the face every Monday morning. Yeah, and if you uh, like, subscribe, comment on anything anywhere um as long as it's somewhere that we can see it and we can reach out to you directly um leave us a review we'll send you michael's address yeah to do with whatever you want to do you can mail him anything anything MSG. you could even you could do anything i mean uh this is satire if you wanted to uh break into his house hide into his closet wait till he's sleeping and just pop out at the right time you could do that or are you trying to ever... get someone to btk michael <laughs> <laughs> If you've ever wanted to kiss a virgin, you can go to Michael's house. Are you trying to get someone to BTS, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, yes, we will send you things that you shouldn't be able to procure without a warrant. So please investigate that. But I think that wraps it up in another glorious MSG-saturated burrito. 
for this glorious week here at the Disinformed Podcast. Thank you all for being here. We sincerely appreciate it. And so for all of us here, to all of you out there, stay salty, my friends. For the Disinformed Podcast, I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. I'm Courtney. 